Welcome to Table Time. You'll hear from staff, students, and special guests as we have candid conversations around the table. So take a seat. It's Table Time. Hey guys, welcome to Table Time. This is Nicole. This is Riley. I'm Ben. This is Tyler. Today we are talking about what it means to trust God now and being content with what we have right now. You know, today in in the world that we're living in, it's it's pretty uncertain times and not only is the future usually always uncertain, but now with everything with COVID-19, there's a lot of uncertainty that's outside of ourselves um, and that's, you know, just added to the uncertainty that we have within our own hearts, within our own minds. And so today we're just kind of focusing a little bit on some of that and what to really do with that and how to really dig in and trust God a little bit. So just without further ado, Guys, what do y'all think that it means to be content now when things are so much out of our own control? I mean, a lot of the times when I think about people basically wishing for the future to be here now and like waiting for the day to arrive, usually like they pass up so much that is going on around them. Like, I mean, <laughs> as a believer, like Jesus places us where we're at for specific reasons it's not like so we can get to an end point later on but he's he's wanting to work here and now where we're at and lots of times like we just bypass that and start thinking oh like once I graduate I can totally like start doing so much good like or I can start doing what I just feel like I've been called to do but really it's just like you're here right now and like you don't need to just be thinking about the future like, I mean don't get me wrong it's good to plan for the future but a lot of the times like we just also have to take it in with where we are right now as well as be okay with things changing in the future as well because hmm. yeah. I mean we can get set in our ways and not want to change and become stubborn in that sense too yeah that's good so one thing that I think about also is that you know, uh, it, it's kind of this ordeal where, you know, there, there's more anxiety trying to think about, you know, what's ahead and, and what uh, is going to happen, how things are going to pan out, you know, for students thinking about, you know, coming back to campus and doing classes, you know, even for the faculty and staff trying to navigate what that looks like, um, you know, in the administration too, you know, I mean, there's so much up in the air, um, you know, with decisions being made and, and, and in general, you know, yeah, like, like people sometimes get anxious and sometimes think a lot about the future. But in this case, there's, there's really no like set thing you can think about. Like there's no, like, you can't really like envision almost what could be. And so, you know, um, I, I just keep thinking about the fact that, um, more than ever, you know, it, it's, it's a time to where, you know, we've got to begin to verbally process and, and, and somehow process um, our feelings and our emotions and our thoughts and our ideas about what is going around us, you know, and, and really making some decisions of an understanding of what is right now, like what is actually happening. So, for example, if it's like, I am a university student. I'm going to the university. I'm going to be in class. I'm going to be moving to 
uh, the city where the university is, you know, I'm, I'm going to be majoring in this, whatever this is, um, you know, and, and, and because, because, you know, that may sound real simple, but on the flip side, there's that student who's going, oh my goodness, how am I going to graduate? And it's like, man, you haven't even stepped on campus yet, you know, or you haven't even like, you haven't even fully like submitted to the fact of that you're moving from where you're at to this new city. And so, man, I just, I just keep encouraging in my own way to people to say that, look, like, like as hard as it may seem like it is, it really will help you to kind of focus more on where you're at, uh, just literally, not to mention um, how it affects you emotionally, spiritually, and all these other ways. Um, but you're going to need to do that with other people. You're going to need other people to talk those things out with because you're not the only one, first of all. And then second of all, um, you're going to need somebody uh, to, to listen. You're going to need somebody to be a friend. You're going to need somebody to uh, really walk you through that process of, of, of focusing and, and thinking about where you're at now um, so that you can make the most of uh, whatever it is that next step that you've got to make so I think kind of just along with that like just for our incoming freshmen and everything like a lot of the times I feel like our academic counselors and that they want us like to decide a major specifically and mm-hmm. everything it's just like you have to map out your whole college experience right but right. I mean in my what I'll just share a little bit from like my life so what I would what I ended up doing is like I was just doing general studies for about two years and I didn't go in the college I graduated philosophy for those who don't know but I didn't go in the college thinking I want to graduate in philosophy I was like I want to get educated and I want to learn about something that I really enjoy and it just ended up being I really enjoyed philosophy and just the critical thinking of it so mm-hmm. I took a few classes and explored that and eventually decided upon that but also like um, freshman or sophomore year I had no intent of going to grad school like even junior year I was like no not for me <laughs> it wasn't until like basically last semester of senior year where I was like okay grad school might be something to look into and to be considering for the future and so it wasn't like I had everything mapped out for my future but I was like you just want to take it one step at a time because I think God's going to be leading you in certain areas to different new places even like God used grad school as well as my relationship to bring me down here and it's really something really cool I think because it was just like I wasn't expecting that like five mm-hmm. years ago I would have never thought I would be down here in Louisiana right <laughs> yeah welcome yeah. <laughs> yeah as somebody who um kind of gets stuck in their head a lot there's nothing quite like just living in the moment um and enjoying what's in front of you um and i mean i think you know one of the wisest things you can do is stop um thinking so much um about the things that aren't in front of you and actually um making the most of what is in front of you because um, anything you're think anything that you're thinking about um, that is maybe you know taking up your mental space or capacity, it isn't going to be solved by thinking about it more um, 
you know, the, the only way that you can make anything better really is, is by um, acting with what's in front of you and, you know, managing that in a wise way and in a way that you can actually enjoy it. Um, now, that doesn't mean just, like, bury down all of your emotions and ignore them. <laughs> um, <Right>. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> those, those should definitely be dealt with, and whether you like it or not, that's going to affect your, that's going to affect uh, your moment, um, whether you like it or not. Um, and so you definitely have to find a healthy way to deal with those things as well and like bringing that to god yeah thanks for speaking to the overthinkers that we all are (laughs) (laughs) i think that's huge um and i just love that like you know like the idea of making sure that we're we're we can be content with what we have in this moment right now it kind of changes a lot of our perspective um and something that I was thinking about, I just love that each of y'all have your own experiences with learning how to be content. And I think there's kind of a journey to that. And so I just wanted to see, like, for y'all, do y'all have, like, any examples that you could share of, like, a time when maybe you weren't content and it didn't go very well? Or maybe even some ideas about what that looks like for us to not be content and why that's kind of a detriment to us and our relationships with the Lord and maybe even our relationships with other people. Well, I can think of um, a particular season not too long ago, um, you know, Bethany uh, and the girls and, and myself, you know, we were living in West Monroe uh, for quite some time in a house because we couldn't get one here in Monroe. Um, and we eventually had paid off, you know, a car and and some other debt, you know, to where we could finally get a decent loan uh, for a house. Uh, to move over to Monroe to get closer to campus at ULM. Well, you know, we started that process and, you know, it was, you know, apply for the loan, then find out, you know, we had too much debt, then we pay it off and we go back and, you know, struggle to get a good number for the loan, uh, for the house. And then we look and we search and ultimately it took us two years um, uh, to find a house uh, you know, and then, and a buyer. And so, it, you know, for our current house that we were in at the time. And, and I remember, you know, it was like this ongoing journey and battle of like, you know, we really feel like, you know, it's a good thing. It's a God thing. We move, we get closer to campus. Like we had all the reasons, we had all the justifications, we had all the, the, you know, we had a big dream for it, but we didn't understand what was going on. And it got to the point where it was like, it almost consumed us, you know, like, trying to figure out how to move and, and, you know, we started to settle for things and we were like compromising on things that we, decisions we made. And it was impact, it was really impacting, you know, our family and how the tension in the home and emotions and, and it just became like this thing that was just like over us. And it even got to the point, you know, where we finally were making progress and we were dreaming for this with this house and walking through this house and, we're, we're at the last final steps and literally the week of we're trying to close our buyer falls through and so therefore the house falls through and we feel like we're just like defeated and we're don't know what we're doing but then you know long story short we do end up finding a house 
Um, and it's been a God thing the whole, the whole way through because um, of our neighbors and our neighborhood and, and just how everything has worked out. Um, and it's the be- it's, it's been way better than what we thought we would have wanted uh, before. And so for us, yeah, we, was, we were very discontent, you know, like we were just fighting things and, and, and going through things. And um, it really just got the best of us to the point where we, we, re- we really were losing precious time as a family. Like we were losing precious time, you know, in our relationship, even as a married couple. Like we weren't making the most and being grateful where we were. Um, it's like we were biding time. It's like we were hoping for something better, but we weren't living in the moment. We weren't making the most of it, and and we and we were starting to not trust God. We were starting to not trust a lot of things, and it was like disheartening. And it just there's so much, but it's all because it's somewhere 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 along the line, we just lost um, we we lost our, our our focus and our vision. Which was where we at, and 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 what's 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 ironic is that leading up to that point, I mean, our whole life journey had been about trusting God and about you know Him working things out and making a way and doing things. But then in this particular season, it's like you know we wanted to have it figured out. We wanted to know. We wanted to have it down. You know exactly the way that we wanted it. And it's like we just like. We just went away from our even our experience, which doesn't make sense when you say it out loud. Um, but that was definitely something that you know. Thankfully, we overcame. You know, I mean, we we, we paid a price for it and how it, how we handled our family and how we how we interact with each other. But at the end of the day, you know, we we came out on the other side uh, just because we got so so far down. Um, we just really realize that we had to trust God uh, which is where we should have been in the first place and we had to trust each other um, and lean and, and, and really uh, look to one another instead of looking past one another uh, to hope for something and to find our hope and our peace in this supposed house as opposed to wow. really understanding uh, what we already had so wow that's good I can't think of like a specific scenario where I, like Tyler is there but I guess Whenever discontentment comes to me is more so like when I'm not dwelling with God as much as I probably should be, because usually it's just like mm-hmm. if I'm having that relationship with God, it's usually the furthest thing from my mind is like I'm not happy with where I am because really I'm with God and He's peace and joy and love and all that. So it's just like if I'm ever having those feelings of discontentment, I'm I don't want to sit there and dwell in it typically so I mean I encourage you if you're feeling discontentment in the moment like seek God and and try to figure out what God's doing in your life right now because I mean even with I don't know why this just came to my mind but um, the Lord's Prayer even in that it says like on earth as it is in heaven it's talking about the here and now the kingdom of God is now and all this and like lots of times we're just thinking of like okay I'm discontent right now but things are going to get better in the future but really God's working now so yeah I mean I'd encourage you to do that because it's definitely how it goes for me it seems like the the present is the place where we meet God at like because that's where we are that's where he's going to meet us um 
I mean, one, one way I've kind of thought about it in the past is that each present moment is is the moment that we're like touching eternity in a way. Wow. So it's like, you know, I don't know. I think yeah. I think every in in a way, it's like every single moment is eternal, and that's why what you do in the moment matters. And that's why the past seems to affect us so much. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that, that's why we need to find the right way to process. Um, because that all still affects us. And, you know, it's going to affect your present moment. Um, I mean, like, like I was saying, um, I think that's why, though, um, like, it's, it's a very real thing. Um, and the most real thing is is what you have in front of you, mm. um, and making sure that you know you spend that time in with the most real person who's you know God, <laughs> who's literally, I mean, he's the foundation of all of all of it, um, of what's in front of you and what's what's that. Uh, is it in Colossians? I think it says, "In Him we live and move, and have our have our being." Mm-hmm. Um, acknowledging that, and li- like Riley said, you know, He's love and joy, and peace, um, and goodness. You know, worth thinking about, um, and you know, acknowledging His presence with you in the moment. I think that's important for believers. Mm. Wow. I had not even, I don't think I've ever really thought of it or just, I guess, heard it that way. So that's, that's huge. That changes. I mean, it changes literally the moment there. Man, I, that's so perfect because I can think of a time whenever I was really discontent. And this, this actually goes along with um, probably a lot of college students. I think, you know, as you were saying earlier, Riley, like, you know, college students, they kind of have this place where they're trying to figure out and plan the future. And honestly, after my sophomore year in college, I had found myself just in this huge, um, huge place where it was like either I have to do something or I just have to drop out and I have to leave. Like I, I was I was so just trying to push forward to the future, trying to push back some traumatic events that had happened. And it was like everything was kind of coming to a head and coming out. I was failing classes you know, I was, I was not doing okay. I was probably at one of my lowest points in life. And I can remember, uh, you know, really wrestling that whole summer with the Lord because he had told me directly what to do. It was, it was so interesting because he gave me every single next step. But what I wanted was the future and like what he actually wanted to do with my whole life at that point in time. When for that summer, he was really just trying to have me stay in one place and be surrounded by people that love me and be willing to dig in deep to those really big past hurts um, with him and to let him heal some of those moments in my heart. And so the whole summer, I kind of wrestled back and forth. And at the end of the summer, I mean, it ended up being really, really good. And, you know, I'll, you always look back, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Like you always look back <laughs> and you're like, hey, like, if I could just tell my younger self, like, calm down, it's okay, the Lord has it figured out, spend those moments with Him, stay a little bit longer in those moments with Him that you like, um, you know, and things will be just a little bit different, and it was so interesting that, like, 
the Lord had all these big dreams and these big plans for the future, but he needed to do something right then and right there in order to have those things come to fruition, in order to have those happen. Um, and I feel like I can say, you know, in that season, I learned a little bit more of what it means to be content, um, especially going throughout college, especially not knowing what you're going to do with your entire life, but knowing that, man, like, if I can be content in this moment, if I can sit in this moment, then the rest will come. It will be taken care of. If I can be still in this moment, maybe I can even begin to see some of the stuff that I need to work on, some of the stuff that needs to be worked through in order to actually move forward in a healthy and effective way. Um, something I was reading recently um, was this book called The Beauty of the In-Between, and Pastor Matt that wrote the book, he talks a lot about the story of David, and he brings that into being like, okay, like we're in the pasture. And I feel like learning to be content happens in the pasture. And so if, you, if, if you're listening to this and you don't know the story of um, you know, King David, you can actually read some of this in the very beginning of uh, 1 Samuel uh, in the Bible. And he, he talks about this season where David had no plans and big dreams of going to the palace to be a king. He didn't have any of that in mind. Instead, he was just trying to be a shepherd and he was trying to live in those daily moments and go throughout each day. And, you know, in those days, you know, he fought lions and bears and he grew stronger and he he learned things in a, in a day-to-day thing. And all of that prepared him for the days to come, for the big battles with Goliath that he had no idea he was going to be facing, for being a king in the palace that he had no idea he was going to be doing. Um, and so, and in those moments, like, it was so cool to kind of see because it's this weird back and forth where, like, he was being still and he was doing what he needed to do, um, even though it was the same thing, some of the same stuff he had been doing the day before um, and the day before that and the weeks before that and the months before that. He was still willing to sit in those moments and be prepared, but he could still dream big of the things to come and be excited about what the future could hold and still have some of that hope to hold on to. Um, And I felt like that was just like this huge and beautiful picture from scripture about being content with the Lord um, that I never even noticed or seen before. Kind of like the way that you said that earlier, Ben, like I never thought about that, the way that the Lord is like, he is here in each and every single moment. And it's like touching eternity if we would just stop and slow down and touch him right now. And, you know, a big part of that is, like, if we're going to be content, you know, if we're going to follow the Lord um, and try to be content in these moments, how do we trust God now instead of just saying, oh, I think I'm going to trust him later. Oh, I'm going to try to figure that out later. Um, So for y'all, what does it mean and what does it look like to trust God now in this season, especially with COVID-19 happening and so much uncertainty of the future? I mean, I think one big area that, I've heard and done in my life is trusting God with finances, honestly. Because even if with COVID going on right now, like lots of people are facing like jobs not being open and mm-hmm. everything, and so like laying off and everything. But I mean, I've heard so many testimonies, and really, like I've had them in my life too. Looking back, but of just when things aren't going well financially, like just continuing to trust God and give to God what is His. And, I mean, he does take care of his children. 
So that's one way that I can just think of like trusting God with the now is like, cause I mean, finances are really easy to stress over. Like it's hard to trust God and knowing that like, oh, you're giving your last little bit, but also knowing that God's got you. Like it's just, it's really easy to stress that I think. But for sure, that's like one area that I think we as Christians can trust God now in our lives for taking care of us. One of the things that I think about sometimes, like, you know, I mean, yeah, because God is here in the present right now, um, thinking about it this way, you know, that he's he's our heavenly father who provides for us. Right. Um, And so, you know, before before you. start freaking out and worrying about oh my gosh i have to pay this bill in you know however many days next month whatever um oh my gosh you know (laughs) my bank account look at it um it's like just take it take a second even if your bank account is empty right now like what do you have in front of you (laughs) like like what has what have you been provided with like what do you have in your life already that you can be content and thankful for and then actually put your trust in God and be like, hey, you know, it's going to be all right. In a way, it's like if you want God's blessings in an area, you you can't really have those without being submitted to him and mm-hmm. without being like, you know, submitting yourself to that area of like his kingdom provision um and so yeah i think we do that with our finances by tithing um there's kind of a theme um and you guys really kind of hit on it um but i kept thinking about the word surrender and the idea of that you know in a time like this one of the best ways that you're going to honor god and honor your faith is that you're going to realize that you have to surrender um, your life. You've got to surrender your rights. You've got to surrender um, the fact that you don't just get to do what you want to do. Um, you know, for a lot of people, it's waiting around till something happens. But the reality is, is that the kingdom of God is now and it's at hand. And that that's why you know Jesus said that he said that you should go and seek the kingdom of God first so it's like you can't seek what you want to do you can't seek your routine you can't seek um, what makes you feel good and what brings you this absolute peace and absolute comfort and absolute um, you know preference at whatever it is that you may have I think one of the greatest ways is to truly surrender and say you know like um, it's not what I can't do. It's what I can do. It's, it's not, um, it's not, you know, there's nothing to do or nothing to live for or nothing to put my hands to or to be productive. It's the fact of like, there's always something that you can lend yourself to and surrender yourself to over, which is ultimately the Lord. But then it's like, like seeking the kingdom. It, it, and that can look different for a lot of people, but you know, um, whether that's how you are relating, you know, to friends and family and, and, and Nate, your neighbors, or whether that's how you're spending time with the Lord, you know, through prayer and reading and, and, and other disciplines, whether that's 
how you're being productive in society, whether you're, you know, volunteering or, or, or working in the community or, I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. But at the end of the day, it has to do with surrendering and just knowing that you're not going to get, you're not going to be able just to do things the way that you want them to do. And for many people, that was the case for a long time until this. So, you know, the way that I've been saying this is that, uh, what will be shaken will be shaken. Meaning, if people have truly had heart issues, if they've truly had problems or, you know, like like uh, issues with their, perspect- their perspective on God and life and just who they are, like this is the time where like those things are, are, are right at the top and they're being exposed. And not to humiliate you and not to put you in a compromised situation but if anything it's it's in a it's it's there to help you understand and to grow and to trust and surrender more uh for many people you know like for many of us you know if we're not careful our faith and our beliefs just become a side issue Uh, they just become peripheral and what we want is is front and center Mm -hmm. and right now to honor the lord it's to say no you're front and center it's to it's to truly, you know, give up some things and, and, and pick up some things along the way um, that, that the Lord's telling you, that He's revealed to you, and that He's convicting you and me about. And so I think a very practical way of saying that also is that it's, it's how we work. It's our work ethic. It's, it's the fact that we're not waiting around. We're not, you know, we're not like... We're, we're, not, we're not waiting for anybody or for anything. Like, we are... We are going after this thing called life, which is one of the greatest provisions that God can give any of us, uh, is the gift of life. And so we're, 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 you know, we're honoring even what Jesus said would be, which is life and life to the full. You know, so a full life doesn't look like a delayed life. You know, a full life doesn't look like a life waiting around uh, for something else to happen. A, a full life doesn't look like one that's that that's constantly. Uh, making making a long list of what what you just can't do and so um, for me I just think about total surrender um, honoring God with with how we spend our time and how we how uh, and in the manner in which we work the manner in which we become productive um, and that includes obviously the way that we're even productive with spending time with him in, in, a, in a real in a real devotional way um, and beyond so wow that's good that's good um, you know, I feel like I need to speak on a girl's perspective a little bit here. Mm. <laughs> um, because I feel like with girls and this idea of trusting, like, there's so many women. It's like, we just don't trust anyone. And, like, there's a lot of women that are taught that from a really young age, like, don't trust anyone. Um, and so it can be really easy to kind of have some of those trust issues and these issues with being content with just different things, whether that's your finances, your body, or how you look, or what people think of you, all these different things. And I think um, probably the biggest thing that I could say is like, you know, I think we need to give up the idea of being in control. Like we need to give that up and let that go and say, man, there's just a lot of things that go on around us a lot of things that have happened even to us in our own lives that we can't control like and we need to start looking at the things that we actually can control and I think for all you women out there if you're listening to this go ahead and give up the idea of being perfect as well because that is going to be something that will hinder you from 
being able to trust the Lord more. It's going to hinder you from being content with Him and being with Him in those moments. Um, and maybe that's for some guys too, but that is a huge thing for women. <laughs> and that's a huge thing um, that will make a huge difference in how we trust God and how we lean into Him. Um, yeah, is giving up that idea of that of having control and being perfect. And that doesn't mean that we can't obviously like dream big and want to move forward and want to do big things. But that means that sometimes in these moments here and now we have to recognize that those aren't the things that we have. We, we may not always have full control over our finances, for example, um, or over the relationships that we have, for example. And we have to be okay with letting go of some of those things. Um, and that's where we find that we can start to trust the Lord. And I even think, I was thinking earlier too, that if somebody's not a Christian and they're not following the Lord, you know, they can still be content and kind of learn to almost trust the moment, I suppose, if you do kind of take on that idea of surrender and surrendering the control that you have. Um, because I think if you're a non-Christian, you can still admit that there's so many things around you that you don't have control over. So, guys, thank you all so much for just sharing your heart, sharing your stories. Um, it's not always easy to talk about what it means to trust, and it's not always easy to lean into that. But I, I feel like today is going to be a good one. So, until next time, guys, we'll see you. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye now. Okay, bye.